Hello, I'm Doug Beyer, Senior Creative Designer on the Magic R&D Creative Team. And today we're going to be talking about Magic Story. Talking with Martha Wells, who is a writer that we are working with for building the Magic Story episodes for Dominaria. This is an experiment. This is a new expansion of the way we are bringing you stories. We're reaching out to awesome, exciting, established authors to bring their voice to the world of magic. Welcome, Martha. Hi, thanks for having me. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, Martha? I'm a science fiction fantasy writer. My first book came out in 1993. Uh, I have two fantasy series out now, the book Braxura that started with The Cloud Rose, and the latest book just came out um, this, this past year, The Harbors of the Sun. I'm also doing a science fiction uh, novella series for Tor.com called The Murderbot Diaries. I just read that one of your novellas was just nominated for a Philip K. Dick Award. Yes, it was. That was a that was a big surprise. Congratulations on that. Oh, thank you. So, um, the quest that you are currently on is working on the Magic Story episodes for Dominaria. Where in the yes. where in the process are you on that right now? Um, I'm about halfway through. I think I've done six stories, and we're working on the revisions still for a few last revisions, really, for those first six stories. And I've done the first draft of about two and a half others and then have three to go. That's amazing. So this is a new venture for Magic. We've reached out to Martha to help us detail the world and stories of Dominaria. Martha, what have you enjoyed about working with our characters and worlds? Just the world in general. It's really fun to play in. The magic and the way things are structured, I really enjoy writing in it. The beautiful art and being able to see the, the portraits and the characters and then the locations is a real inspiration. And it's not really something I've had before when writing fantasy fiction. So it really seems unique. Yeah, you've been furnished with as much you know background information as we can give you, right? We, you know, you've seen the world guide, you've seen early art. So you've seen way more than most players out there or most readers have about the, the set so far. Yes. You've done uh, a lot of work on your own projects. You've been a writer since 94 or, or before? Yeah, 93. Okay, 93. And you've worked on pre-existing worlds, pre-existing IPs as well. What's the difference for you working on your own projects versus someone else's universe? Well, working with the existing characters, like I, I did, I have done a Star Wars novel and two Stargate Atlantis novels. I feel a lot of pressure to get them right and match the characterization that's already established. Right. And I also want the world building I have to do for the story to fit in with the established world and feel continuous. And with original fiction, you know, you can do whatever you want, and that's really fun. But I also like the challenge of fitting into a world that's already created. I mean, Dominaria is one of the deepest, full lore-filled worlds for magic. Were there particular challenges for building on that established canon? Um, no, because I'm kind of, I mean, when I worked with, with Star, both Stargate and Star Wars, that's a, that's kind of information too. And that's a, a, a world, those are worlds that have been developed by, you know, different people and everything kind of combined in. So it wasn't that different. Um, you just have to do more research and, and really get into it and do the reading and bring it alive for yourself. Mm -hmm. We're so excited that you've, you've jumped in, uh, you know, both feet into the, into the the deep end of of magic's lore here. Yeah. Um, so, do you have a favorite character from Dominaria that you've been working with? Usually, my favorite character is the one I'm writing at the moment. But I've had a lot of fun working with the new characters that were created for this section of the story. Um, Tiana and Arvad. 
Tiana's a guardian angel for the Weatherlight, and Arvad is a vampire, and they become friends. And I also really liked writing some of the older characters, like the fairy, and talking about what he's been doing lately and his family, and also Joyra. And, and some of the others. I'm really looking forward to the melding of some of these newer characters that are introduced this time, uh, this visit to Dominaria, and these people who have existed in the universe for 20, 25 years. Yeah. Like when you're writing Teferi, for example, who has been part of the canon for over two decades, you know, is there a you know, responsibility? Is there like a, you know, special uh, work you have to do to bring him to life? Oh, yeah. I mean, you really have to you have to try to get him right and look at his backstory and try to make sure that informs, you know, the new story, that the new outline I've been given, and make sure that he feels consistent. So you've worked in uh, a lot of different genres, um, but you've done a lot of work recently in science fiction. Is there um, a difference in feel between writing science fiction and fantasy? I think there's a difference in the feel, but... Um, there's not that much difference in the two genres. I mean, they both, re- in, 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 the, in the actual technical writing, they both require research, you know, and you need to make the characters engaging and the plot interesting. Um, probably the thing I like about writing in science fiction fantasy genres is that you can include other genres like mystery. It's one of my favorite plots to write is a science fiction fantasy where the, a mystery is part of the, the central, the central storyline. I don't think they're that different to write. I mean, are there elements in the uh, Dominaria story that bring in elements of other genres? Oh, yeah. Um, what we're doing in this particular one, there's there's a bit of horror almost with the way the, the demons and, and the cabal and all that is, is depicted. And then, you know, it's a very strong fantasy plot, but there's also, you know, the steampunkish elements, I think, with, uh, I would call them like with the weatherlight and almost science fictional elements where you're bringing in magically created machinery into the fantasy world and, you know, integrating that. And that's something I kind of done with uh, one of my earlier fantasy series, The Fall of Orion and, and those books. So it's kind of a familiar thing for me to do. That's very cool. Sometimes we've described magic's tone or its style as mage punk or as um, superhero uh, characters, but in a, in a fantasy universe. Is you know mm-hmm. how was it to to get the the magic tone or or, or fit the style? Well, I did a, a draft of the first story, and then I met about it with Nick and the other people on the creative team, and some of the other people, and they were able to help me help me get there with the tone. So it's basically just you know trial and error until we got something that that we all liked. Right. You and I met briefly and talked about red aligned characters. I think. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, the color pie, the the five colors of mana are a huge sort of tool for character development and and personality for Magic's characters. Um, I mean, have you have you found that useful as a guide in your in your writing so far? It was really neat to have a tool like that, and I think it it was helpful. I was trying to keep it in mind wherever I could. I was also doing a lot of reading of the earlier stories about the characters, and that was a big help too. Has there been a a style of character or a color alignment of character that's been the most challenging to write for you? I don't think it was challenging. I, I really like the blue characters. I personally find the blue characters most challenging to write. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I feel like I have to be smarter than Jace in order to write Jace, for example. Um, whereas uh, writing Chandra or or some other redline character comes much more naturally to me just because they, they're already doing the thing that I might contemplate doing. Well, it's always challenging, I think, especially when you're trying to write a character who basically, 
you know, a magical scientist and, and is, is super smart and you kind of have to <laughs> try to depict that without actually being it is kind of difficult. Right. <laughs> you know, the advantage you have as the author is that you have the time to think through everything that that character is thinking up on the fly. Yeah. You have time to think through things and look stuff up and, and that kind of thing. Right. You have Google, whereas Chase just has smarts or whatever. Yes. Like, I made one of the new characters a mathematician, and I just basically tried to convey that without actually having to figure out the, the equation she was actually doing. Right, right. Having to go get a whole other degree just to write this character. Yeah. <laughs> so with the weight and history of Dominaria, undoubtedly fans will have some expectations about what's going on here. There are a lot of known characters. There are a lot of returning characters. Um, what, how has it felt for you stepping into those fan expectations? Well, I, I hope they really like the stories, and um, I just I feel the same way about these stories that I do my original work. You, know, you, you just kind of put your heart out there and hope that you've done a good job and that people like it. Is there something you're hoping to bring to Magic fans in particular with your writing? Uh, I don't know. I think that what's already there is pretty cool, so I'm basically just trying to make it feel like part of the world, part of the world that's already existed, and, and make it consistent and kind of what they're expecting, I guess. I've worked at Wizards for 17 years, and I still feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm always always trying to live up to the the legacy of this this game and this IP and this world that fans have made part of their lives. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, is try to live up to the legacy. That's what I feel like I've been trying to do. So you've had fan interactions as well. What, what have been some of your most memorable or, or, or favorite interactions with fans? Probably one of my favorites was uh, several years ago, I was at um, a Worldcon, the World Science Fiction Convention in, in Los Angeles, and I got added at the last minute to a panel about Jack the Ripper. And the other two panelists were mystery writers, but they didn't really know the history very much of the time period or the case or the cases or anything. And I'd done a lot of research on that time period for my fancy novel, The Death of the Necromancer. So the convention had no idea how many people are really into that time period and are, are kind of ripperologists and like to try to solve the case and, and read about it and, you know, how many were historical true crime fans. And so they stuck the panel in a fairly small room and it ended up being packed and people were standing on the walls and filling up the whole room. And then the moderator got off kind of to a bad start and the audience realized that he didn't know very much about the subject and they were kind of vocal. So I'd written down four or five points about the cases I thought were interesting, and I basically took the first one and said, okay, what did people think about this? And the audience started discussing it, and then they, they went, and I, and it was really interesting. And then when they wound down, I'd go to the next point. And the audience was just so knowledgeable and so interested and so engaged. It just turned out to be the most fun I'd ever had at a panel. Oh, that's very cool. I mean, I feel like the engaged fan is exactly the interaction you're always looking for. My favorite situation... Uh, when I'm making a public appearance or, or talking in a con or whatever, is when the fan begs us, begs Magic to have some development, go back to a world that's their favorite or re reintroduce a character that's their favorite that I know we're already about to visit yeah. and I can't tell them yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's, you know, it's a year off or it's two years off or whatever. And I have to keep my, my face calm and I say like, oh, okay, you know, we'll take that under advisement. Yeah. Um, thank you for your investment. Um, I hope you get what you want. And I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm biting my knuckles. I mean, I'm, I wish I could just tell you like, oh, we're going to do that. It's so soon. Oh, you're going to love this so much. Right. Yeah. You're going to be so excited. Um, we just, I can't tell you about it quite yet. We haven't announced it yet. That's the, you know, 
the kind of excitement that creators bother to do all this for. That's the fun part. Right. That's the fun part. That's that's the payoff for all the work. Yes. So um, fiction and, and narrative are expanding in all kinds of ways. You know, Magic Story in particular comes across in many different formats. We've had novels in the past. There have been ebooks, and then we have Magic Story episodes on the website. So what are your feelings about how all these storytelling mediums are changing? Lots of IPs are spreading out across lots of different media. Well, I think it's really exciting, especially when you see things like um, Welcome to Night Vale and what they've done with that as a, as a podcast, and I think they're, they're doing a book. And it's just going to be really interesting to see what comes next and where it goes. It just feels like just trying to guess what the next new thing will be would be pretty impossible. I mean, I don't think I could have anticipated some of the stuff that's very common now. We've always had a special challenge being kind of a game-first property that has fiction around it. You know, the heart of magic at this point is the trading card game, Mm -hmm. and yet it's a very difficult medium to tell stories in. You shuffle these cards. They they come in booster packs. But it's, you know, it's grown this, um, this halo of other media around it in order to explore these worlds and, and these characters. I'm excited to be on this cusp of you know, increased commitment to magic story. And um, I'm very excited to be reaching out to you, Martha, as a, as a way to build on that for magic. I'm really excited, too. I just, it's, it's really neat to be part of this, especially at the very beginning. And I'm really happy to be here. Thank you very much. That's about all the time we have right now. Thank you so much for speaking with us today, Martha. Well, thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed it. Oh, absolutely. I and others look forward to seeing the premiere of your contributions to Magic Story on March 14th.